Hey, what's going on? It is episode 233 of the Haven Man podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. Hey, everybody. Still no theme song. I no. put it out to everyone. Uh, you know what? You could write a damn theme song. You want me to? I, yeah, I do. All right. I it's, mean, it's uh can I can I take it? Can I take a cue from your uh, with the, the the new song is the best song you've ever written. If you guys are newer listeners, Dave wrote a self-produced uh, you did the melody, mm-hmm. you did the music, mm-hmm. the production, the vocals, the backup vocals, for our new segment, which is great. Yeah. Well, kind of. I took uh, a Weird Al song, and I chopped yeah, it up, and, and but yeah, but anyway. Well, um, I did one for, we had a bit called New Music Sucks. Yes. I did a very robotic um, version. True. We should bring that one back. Yeah, I gotta find it. Right. Have it. I have All I'm asking is, is you know what? Instead of, uh, I'd like to have a theme. I know before we were using, for the longest time, I used a Devo song, and then then I was switching songs, and I was using like local artists and trying to promote. Yep. And uh, I just get tired of promoting people that don't promote back. So I, I get I get angry about it, and then I, then I just am like, I'm yeah. not doing it. I like to think that artistic people listen to art, and artists got art and all that. So I like to think if you listen to podcasts, then maybe uh, you have a little bit of talent. Maybe you think you're the one to write a theme song. Yeah. Imagine if you could, like, um, what are some memorable ones? Do you know? Do you remember Silver Spoons? Yeah. How'd that one go? Are you asking me to sing it? Here I mean, we are, asking you here we are face-to-face, a couple of Silver Spoons. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You and I were two of a kind. Yeah, you don't think I'll Making listen. it all, making it all together. Together. You, didn't, you, you didn't think I was going to pull it out? No, I'm trying to think. We're going to find our way. Now. Together. Making the time We're going to find our way. Is that yeah, one? Yeah, that's, that's the melody. Is it? And it goes. Yeah. Like that? Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. They blend together so much for me. All those uh, different theme songs from the uh, 80s television. Dude. Oh, uh, yeah. Remember TGIF? Like, they I all. Do. But, like. Dude, you, I can remember being 12 years old, my parents going out, maybe 11, 12. My parents going out like on off. a Saturday night and watching me as an 11, 12-year-old. I'm like, oh, Empty Nest is going to be on after Golden Girls. <laughs> and that, yeah. was, that was something to be seen. It's a wild night. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm watching a bunch of what's supposed to be like 60, 70-year-old yeah. ladies, like cougars. Yeah. I don't even know what they were called back Wait, then. What's They're after a cougar? Yeah, I don't know. Dusty Panther? Yeah, I don't know. But I remember... <laughs> And then, because remember, the Empty Nest followed that, and it was a, another, it was an old, their neighbor. I don't remember Empty Nest. It was their neighbor, who was a doctor, Harry something A or Golden other. Girl spinoff? Yeah. And Bro. then he had, uh, it, it had that uh, David, what's I the, don't even the, remember the guy, Isuzu Joe? He did the commercials. I can't remember his name. It's going to kill me. Isuzu Joe? Yeah. He did the Isuzu commercials. I don't even remember, I mean, I don't even really know Golden Girls very well. Like, I feel like that's like a blind spot. Like, I know it exists, and oh. I remember like. Was well, again, it B. Arthur or something? Yeah, again, I'm 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 like a handful of years older than you, so I think that there's like this weird time period where 
I, this was on, I think, Saturday night. So there was the, the this block of shows which you probably just missed, mm-hmm. and I was in I was in the heart of it. Right but in the wheelhouse. But, but oh, Mama's Family, uh, with Vicky Lawrence, where she plays an old grandma. Like all these shows were like geared to. It was like Ma, a was that um different than uh, who's the Carol Burnett thing? It was a Carol Burnett show. Okay, but Vicky Lawrence was Mama. And so she wore a wig and pretended to be an old lady. I don't know why that's humorous. You know, anybody finds yeah, that shit funny. It's funny that you bring that up. Like, what were we doing in the eighties? Well, beside cocaine, which we weren't, we were children. I but. couldn't, and I couldn't, I couldn't afford it. Like, <laughs> when I was a kid, there's so many shows like, um, Mister Rogers, Golden Girls. Um, Those what, are two entirely different things. But I'm trying to think of like what else was on TV because when you said Mama's, what's it called? Mama's, Mama's family. Mama's family, all yeah. all in the Mama's family. Cheers, um, cheers. These shows, for some reason, when I think about them, dude, like uh, the movie Mister Mom, which although I enjoy and think it's mm-hmm. a good movie, certain things about the early eighties, like I just, I hear, I hear them, I think about them, I think about what they look like, I think about what the burnt orange carpet yeah. and the dark paneling, dark paneling, dark stained wood. Heavy TV sets, mm-hmm. uh, Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah. Like I think about these things, and it instantly. Where like, in the world is Carmen Sandiego? That's a little bit later, but yeah, I'm a, <laughs> a little bit like it douses me in sadness. Like, like I, I can't think about early '80s stuff without going like, without like I instantly like it does something like to my biochemistry. I feel sad. I feel bored, and then I go, it can't be all these shows, right? Well, I. It, as you know, I mean, I feel the direct opposite <laughs> of you because those were my Al Bundy days. And I was a, I, I mean, I was a young kid, so it's unfortunate that I peaked at like 13. But those are my glory days. I, I didn't go like, well, in college. Was, <laughs> my, my glory days were definitely not in college, I'll tell you that for sure. Okay. Uh, Although, nor, nor, was, was Poop Dollar before or after college? Oh, long after college. Well, between, because I went to college and Poop Dollar happened. And after this... Maybe we could do a quick recap of Book yeah. Dollar after this. So, uh, but I'm very and always will be nostalgic about about that that time period because, and you know what, most of it was I was grounded for most of that time, so it was all I was always by myself <laughs> you were stuck. Yeah, but I enjoyed and as I, I still enjoy being uh, solitary. I remember getting like one of the, my favorite things to do is I would get Mad Magazine and I would try to draw like El Jaffe. Who was like my favorite cartoonist at the Who's time? That, is that one the of the guys? Spy guy? I don't think he drew Spy hey, versus Spy specifically, but he, he like you know how they would take like movies, mm-hmm. and then they would um, they would like make them for Mad or Cracked, like, where mock they would, like, them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would try to like you know draw those exact. I spent so many days, and I never ended up being a very good artist. I'm decent, but not not anywhere near yeah, cartoon wise. But I couldn't draw anything like legit. You couldn't hack it in the car, in the black market. No, but I would just listen to music and draw cartoons. And it's funny because my kid does that now, and because I ground him all the time. <laughs> so he's, that's what he's stuck doing. <laughs> History repeats itself. But he he he'll come down here. He's got a drafting table, and he just draws with headphones on. All the time, but that's—I mean—that's a good thing. It's my safe space. For some, for some reason, like I—I I don't know. For some, I—it's—I didn't even. I'm just fleshing this out in real time right now because every time you mention one of these shows, I instantly go like, "Oh, I'm kind of depressed. I'm kind of sad. I'm lonely." And then I'm going. I think maybe just 1980, which is when I was born. That through like 88, I think I just didn't do anything. I think I just sort of like wandered around the house, and like bad TV was on, and so mm-hmm. I was like. Oh, this might be like a respite. This might be a place for me to go. And then I would turn on. I would like, like, I'd be like, I'm bored. There's nothing to do. I'd walk in the room, and it would be like Golden Girls. And I would go, 
shit, I guess this, like, this ain't it. Like, like, like I'm a boat in a sea of sadness and I see a lighthouse and I come up and all I see in that lighthouse is B. Arthur going, not here, mofo. Well, we beat this, this, uh, this to death all the time. I mean, and everybody knows when, in that era, uh, growing up, probably in every era, your dad, when he was home from my dad, everybody's dad, when they were home from work, uh, mom gets the daytime TV, dad gets the nighttime TV. So, yeah. Uh, my dad didn't have much interest in Night Court, although I did. That's something I would have chose to watch, but my dad wanted to watch Hunter, and he wanted to watch uh, uh, L.A. Law yeah. and, and Falcon Crest yeah. and Dynasty and the A-Team. How about, and, how about the one with the, the helicopter pilots? Wolf uh, something? Uh, 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 you know what I'm talking about? Airwolf. Airwolf, yeah. Wolf. My dad, Jan my dad. Michael Vincent my dad and uh, Ernest with... Borgnine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I was about to say two words <laughs> out of my mouth. Yeah, my dad effed with that one. Yeah, well, who didn't? So back then, I remember we watched Nasty Boys, which was like a, a show about uh, like undercover narcotics officers who basically got to keep all the stuff they seize and turn it around to use. Like they'd seize a, motor, a badass motorcycle, and then they would turn around and use that as their, their uh, UC vehicle. Their turned, forward, so they had the, the coolest equipment. And turned out you guys like grit. Miami Vice. Like A-Team. Oh, yeah. A-Team, Miami Vice. So... Uh, Your dad liked grit. Yeah, same. for sure, for sure. He, and, and he loved westerns, specific speaking of grit. Uh, Sundays <laughs> were for westerns or kung fu. Kung fu for sure. Um, and so you know that's that's how you spent your life, or that's like how I spent my life. There wasn't that many channels. It didn't. We didn't have cable, and when we did, it cable. They didn't have basic cable. It seemed like cable was HBO, Cinemax, Showtime, like the premium movie channels. They didn't have FX. They didn't have all these alternative. Right. Those cable options. They didn't cater to you. You catered yeah. to them. Well, you had you had your basic television channels, which was network, and then you had the premium channels, which were like movies. And even the network or was spice. hot garbage. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Hot garbage. Uh, well, I mean, again, that we didn't know any better at the time. You know, that's what I'm saying. You look back and... I don't. I gotta say this. I can't stand B. Arthur. Not B. Arthur. I can't stand... I can't <laughs> stand, I got her in your get brain. Worse. I can't stand Betty White. I can't stand the people that uh, rally around Betty White. Okay, enough with Betty White. What has she done that's so great? They're just doing it because people go like, "Hey, this chick's old and still got it." And she doesn't goes, got it though. She never had it. Yeah, it's not. She's not funny. When did Betty White have it? I don't know. I mean, there's. I've seen pictures of her when she was good looking in was like she the looking? 1950s. Yeah, but that's not what they're saying. They're saying like she's still kitschy and cute and kind of funny, and she's an old lady who sometimes they get in a movie and she says a dirty word or something, know. and it's all funny. I'm over it. Betty White. Every is... year that she makes it, another year, I'm irritated when it's around her birthday and people do the Betty White thing. And then every year, there's a story about how people said she died, but she really didn't die, and she's now the victim of a hoax again. Yeah, she she was Betty White was like the weight that tipped the scales of like the social woke balance. You know what I'm saying? Like, like she was the first person who was like, not the first, but it was it was super cool to be into Betty White, and you weren't sure why. You weren't sure why, right? Right. She was like, because she's awesome. You go, well, why she they is? pick her? And you go, yeah, because she's still getting after it, and she's old, and, 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 and Me Too's not a thing yet, right? So it's like- Well, they trot her out every now and then, and they give her something funny to say, and, and then they, they put her back yeah, wherever she she'll is, come out cryo and like, freezer. Like, she'll like see- <laughs> Yeah. They'll, 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 they'll heat her up in a microwave, <laughs> they'll bring her out, and she'll see Dwayne Johnson and be like, I'd hit it. Right. And then like take her back to from when she came. And I hate to do this, because I, I think that- there's some merit here, but Martha Stewart is much the same way now where like, like she sort of like Snoop turned Dog into thing? a, to an evil thing where Martha Stewart gets out of prison and now she's playing on this whole, like 
I get to say, you know, I get to talk yeah. about smoking weed or I get to make prison jokes. And it's like, they, know, they really yeah. take advantage of that. Did you know her and Snoop Dogg are good friends? I'm yeah. Like, no, dude. I mean, if they are, that's. Are you asking me? Nah, like people say. Well, I that see all me. these cooking shows. Like, she, they did a cooking show together where, like, they made pot brownies. And it's like, come on already. It's stupid. Why? This is what passes for entertainment. I, w- I wish she'd be like, hey, since everybody gave me a pass, let's do a reset button. I'm really going to teach you guys how to make a good chicken in Kiev <laughs> or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, or whatever. Is that a, that's a dish, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, like, like instead of hook her wagon to the horses of like this, like I'm a new look, just go like, Hey, so uh, my accountant said not to say anything for this money. So I didn't, it didn't land me in prison. I'm out. I still make a way better lemon cake than you guys. So, um, let's get going. I- well, I would appreciate that. I'd be like, this chick's got balls for sure. Looking back on it, I would bet you that if somebody put up a grid, like the kind of the old TV guide grid, and they told me a year, and they said, here are all the shows, I could put, I would tell you what days they were on. That's crazy. I, I could probably, because I, I remember all that. I mean, I was glued to a television like every other kid. Head wow. of the class. Not me, man. Remember head of the class? I was just sad in my room. And Where it was like, when it did pop out for a respite, it ended up being something awful. Harry Hessman from uh, WKRP was a teacher of a, like uh, extremely nerdy students. You don't remember this show? Is John Travolta You're crazy? No, he's not in that. What was he in? That's Welcome Back. Home. What was he like? That's that's, that's twenty years before. <laughs> really? Yeah. All right. Or probably ten years before. You know what's funny though? Like I can't afford therapy, so I come here and we're talking about this, and I was like, why do all these daytime shows or early like a lot of the shows you're talking about that make me sad? Are ones that were during the day. That was because nothing was going on. I was bored and wandering. Oh, my you're house. talking about like the courtship of Eddie's father, uh, Lost in Space, um, the Munsters, the Adams Family. Uh, yeah. Shall I keep going? Yeah, for daytime. Yeah, these are the shows when you call that when you when you faked sick. You mm-hmm. had Andy Griffith, Gomer Pyle, USMC, um, the Jeffersons, All in the Family. No, Jefferson well, was, was all later. The family. It was later. Yeah, it was later. They didn't. They didn't um, put Jefferson until late. Look. He, I'm a small com- wonder. It depends on when you're talking. Small about wonder is when I got off came, of school. Came back in uh, in reruns. And I guess my point is, day. a lot of the shows that you mentioned were rerun on times when I was bored and by myself. Yes, Brady Bunch. And being one of four kids, it's hard to be bored and by yourself. So that means it was a weird time. But all the shows that make me happy, like Mash, Columbo, I messed mm-hmm. with Cheers a little bit. Like these are shows. Quincy. What, these are shows that were on late at night when my dad would let me stay up with him. Mm-hmm. So the show, the old shows that I like, like I could argue for Mash all night because I love it. I could also destroy that show in like two minutes because there's some really, really, really bad elements to that. It's <laughs> a really bad show. Like if you wanted to eviscerate it, you could, right? Like you mean in the woke era? Like I mean, just the quality now, of it. Like, how like it if you just want to go like now, like their haircuts didn't match the era. Let's, <laughs> right. That's that's Adam Carolla's bit. Right. But like, there's a million things. Like Mash is not a great show. Right. Like, like if you think Colonel Potter is really a surgeon, I got some shit to sell you. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I love it. So it turns out Th- that's where Trapper John comes from, right? Trapper John, MD, spinoff, his own spinoff, hundred percent, late eighties. But like, my thing is like, I guess I just, I'm just realizing that the shows that I like are ones that my dad let me stay up and late, stay up sure. late and watch with him. The ones I hate are the ones when I was by myself <laughs> and for It has nothing to do with the show. Golden Girls could be a great show. But but it's I would say that the, it's how it affected me when I in 1985. 
Now that's the problem. Well, I would agree because my dad definitely didn't want to hear anything I had to say, but those were the opportunities where I could sit quietly in his presence and I wasn't getting yelled at. Like as long as I sat quietly and watched the show and maybe got up and hit the button to turn the channel or whatever it was. Um, and I just grew to love Hunter. I liked the, I liked it cause he liked it. I was like, oh, right, this is great. And I remember I, I've always said this. My dad had a, a crush on Dee Dee McCall. That was his, uh, that was his, <laughs> t- his TV crush. Yeah. If my dad would have been like, Hey, um, what are some other ones you mentioned? If you, if, if like my dad liked Andy Griffith and he liked MASH. So in, and Honeymooners. So mm-hmm. in, in terms of this day, I still watch them. The other daytime shows, what's happening, what's happening now in Amen. They also played in the afternoons if you stayed home from school sick. Those were like shows that were in the late seventies. Are you talking cable though, dude? No, regular like Channel Nine. Cable. Channel Nine. Yeah, what's all those shows? What's happening, dude? Yeah, that was bad. I like Good Times though. Good Times. That one, like, that was a lot of shit. When I was like eighteen, nineteen, twenty, still living at home like a loser, I would watch, dude. I would watch Good Times all the time. I because Good Times is one of those shows that like there there's all these actual other things going on. Oh, like if solid. you pay attention to it, it's, it's like actual lessons to be learned. They just put JJ Walker in there to keep you interested, <laughs> right? They're like, we're trying to we're trying to teach you about a whole bunch of civil issues, and since we know you guys won't pay attention, and you're not smart enough to catch it, we're gonna put this guy in and go dynamite. And while he's doing that, we'll also go like, hey. People shouldn't be in ghettos. So basically, during most of the time during the daytime was like shows that were regurgitated from the seventies or sixties. Like Happy Days would be on, and I agree; those do remind me of like why I made it. I should have just went to school. Yeah, you, that feeling of like, <laughs> like you in the morning you fake sick and you're like, ah, oh. like I. I would it's start the commercials, kind of, though, dude. It's not just the shows. Oh, it's a hundred percent. It's the commercials. commercials because you still those things are burning your brain. My daughter was singing the Velcro song the other day. How about like lawyers, yeah. Peter Francis Geraci and his info tapes. Dude, nonstop people going like, get the mesothelioma, get sick at work, mm-hmm. it can't work. Uh, but you ever wonder those low production commercials like that? It's like, I know you didn't pay a lot of money, so you have like a real bad green screen in the back or like a PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. And it's just a guy like Peter Francis Geraci. It's just him in a suit. I am Peter Francis Geraci. Or the hmm. other guy, Jeffrey M. Leving, who, you know, when Father's Rights, he needs to remind you about That's Father's version, Rights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dad's Rights. Why can't you find the production value is bad, but like spruce it up a little bit. Do they got to do it in one take? It's like when my band went to the studio, uh, we only had a certain amount of money to spend on studio time. So they're like, we're going to, we're going to track all this live. We'll you do it live. <laughs> That's it. Bill O'Reilly. We didn't time. have the option. So that must be the same. I'm sure commercials are expensive, but you could have shot most of that with a home video camera. Yeah. But what's crazy is you see kids make TikTok videos with better production <laughs> value. Yeah. Well. You couldn't grab one of those eight year olds and be like, Hey, can you film me? Peter Francis Geraci. Somebody else needs to be Peter Francis Geraci in the commercial. Like you paid that guy seven grand to make your commercial, and I know a sixth grader who can blow it out of the water. Just we're just talking aperture alone. Wouldn't you look at that guy and be like, I don't know, your charisma isn't going to win any jury over ever. Like I can't go with you on this. I just assume like, hey, in order for him to make these commercials, he has to have a deal with the prosecutor. <laughs> right. Like that's it. Like right. he, it's not him. It's not his commercial. It's certainly not his suit. So apparently, like this guy just has a contract, just like Jeff Leving. I look at him and I go, like, do fathers need rights? I don't know. I, I've kind of gone the other way on this. Now. Oh, I got to. Cl- are you a dad? Does that changes <laughs> what happened? To that you, changes buddy? the answer for me. Did you right. have a father? <laughs> that changes the answer for me big time. But anyway, just uh, to step back into this earlier, you mentioned uh, poo dollar. So for anyone who didn't hear, <laughs> please do a recap. I, I, I worked at a uh, a. Um, <laughs> uh, like a production manufacturing facility where I, 
I ran a CNC machine, which is a computer numerically controlled milling machine. Um, and because uh, the part that I made, I made fuel filter housings for Caterpillar tractors. When not I say, the, when not I say, the music factory. When I say I, I made them, what happens is you type in uh, coordinates on a computer and a drill comes down. And you basically put the depth in so the drill doesn't smash into the part. Does it require skill to know the depth? Yeah. I didn't have it. I faked it till I made it. I destroyed a lot of things. <laughs> Uh, okay, it was a very right. short-lived job. I if you me. just typed in numbers that were given to you. But th- at this point in time, it was okay uh, when OSHA wasn't around to uh, smoke in the facility, even though there was gas and oil and all kinds of like uh, stuff that was explosive. How many cigarettes you think you smoked? In oh, that? I know. I, oh, are you asking me just to set me up? I brought. Yeah, I, was, I brought. I was a, trying to. I brought a pack or two, and then they had a food vending machine in the building where they put cigarettes in. Like when those you slide and grab a sandwich they were, out. They replaced the food with cigarettes. Yeah. So I or were would, they both in the same machine? Oh, they were both in the same machine. <laughs> it, you know, it was like it was it was like a pie thing that goes around and it had sandwiches oh, yeah, and it yeah. had you know, you hit the button and it moves There's around. There's always a tuna salad that's in there that you're like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not playing that shit. Yeah. Well they had a roach coach that came in the morning too. That's a whole other story. But I uh put a pin in it roach coach because I'd me, like to revisit that. It would take me eight hours to do like two drill cycles so i would just be sitting there making sure the drill didn't burn up and so you're just well, supervising you're just like watching it do yeah its thing. yeah and so there was uh, maybe five guys that were on the entire building in, in these three buildings for the entire midnight shift so people got bored hypothetically if you went and took a dump like like your cnc would still go and do it yeah thing. well you could pause you could back the drill out just if you needed to do that because oh. you don't want it to but anyway you don't want it to go on its own right okay you just could bad things could Sorry. happen so uh among all the other shenanigans that happened you know putting metal shavings in people's boots or gluing people's metatarsal boots to the ceiling or you know just just idiotic because you, and these are all these are all grown men who have <laughs> nothing to do but 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 mess with other people probably have kids and uh I did. I did go to the hospital three times in the like eight months I worked at the <laughs> So I fell in. The, I fell in the chip hopper three different times. I slid on oil and fell in metal shavings and had to get them brushed out like a steel brushed out of my hands. Oh. Yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, I wasn't meant for that job. But anyway, so Poo, Poo Dollar was at every station. They had a, a ashtrays filled with cat litter, and there were like rectangles that they they manufactured them right there. They so they made these little ashtrays that would hang on the machines. And uh, these were for cigarettes for people to smoke and they'd fill them with cat litter. And so what would happen is if a new guy, when a new guy would start, they would inundate this new person by somebody would go and poop and then (laughs) they would take their poop and pull it out of the toilet and put it in this cat litter box and cover it up with cat litter. Can we we pause and just say like somebody had to. Get gloves. It's always it was always it was always the same guy. But it was so, always the same guy who was just so eager to pull to to, to, to bob for uh, for poop. And, and so, if that one guy gets fired, you go like he wasn't right, going to get fired. Look, everybody was everybody was complicit. But there, let's nobody's just say, getting fired. Let's just say there was like, no me too. Okay. There was no heart, none of heart, this. Say he has a heart attack. They had no HR either. Say he has a heart attack. Yeah, the okay. guy strokes out on the CNC machine. Yeah. You, you, everyone's got to. Someone have, has to pill, fill the poo void. That's it. Yeah. You got to look around and go. Listen, we all knew Barry did it. <laughs> Who's got gloves? Well, I don't know. I never saw how how he how he how he got it how they got it out. But anyway, so they would put it. They would hide it in the cat litter. So it was a small enough piece to where they would hide it in the cat litter. Oh, and then I'm, I'm, then they would take. Uh, a dollar bill, and they would rip it in half, and they would put one dollar bill on one side, one dollar bill on the other side, and then then they would take the corner or three quarters of a twenty dollar <laughs> bill, 
and they would rip that and they would put it in the poo, but it would be it would have the the cat litter over it. Uh-huh. So it was completely level, flush. It looked like you know those uh, those those um, Japanese meditation gardens where you use the comb to to, to uh, make it all nice sure, and neat. Zen garden. Rock. Yeah, Zen yeah. garden. Yeah. So it was all it was all flush. Except for the dollars sticking out. Except for the, the two dollars on the side, the two one dollars that appeared to be full dollars. I'm trying to get an image, but and, and like the twenty dollar in the middle that appeared to be full. So what they would say is they'd have they'd have three guys, two guys that were in on the joke and the new guy, and they would say, okay, here's the deal. Everybody puts in a dollar, and whoever's the fastest, you know, you're gonna the two guys are gonna get their dollars back, so nobody's really out. One guy's <laughs> gonna get twenty out of it. <laughs> so stupid. So what they do is they, uh, <laughs> okay, or maybe it was fifty cents this. or whatever. So you pay fifty cents and you could pull for a dollar. And then, uh, the, 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 obviously, the fastest gun in the West would go for the twenty in the I'm middle. I'm thinking the forty-seven-year-old father of three who's deciding who dollars should go down. So, so they would they would turn and they, the two guys would bait this guy by saying, "Well, I don't know, Bill. He's he's you know he's he's won twenty in a row. He can't be beat. He's got the fastest hands." Yeah. And then somebody else would be like, "I don't know. This dude's pretty quick. You, I, might, you might be able to beat him. He's getting old. Yeah, ah, yeah. Bill's getting old." So they would on the you know on the count of three we're gonna we're gonna see who's the fastest. Well, what would happen obviously is the two guys who were in on the joke pull the singles, and the guy that is not in on the joke reaches in and, and grabs the piece of shit, <laughs> and that the joke's hand. over. The piece, yeah, the piece of human feces. <laughs> yeah, he gets a corner of a twenty dollar bill, and a turd, <laughs> and everybody else gets to laugh, and I, now he's holding human feces in I, his hand. I do got questions though. Like, and then we have to go back to work. I'm like gonna wash your hands if you're into that. Um, how big are these ashtrays? Um, like the size of an art box, like a kid's art box. Okay, so not like a circle ashtray. No, it's a, it's a rectangle. It's like an art box if you took the top off. All right, right. but it, they 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 made them there. They welded them together. My mental there. image was messed up because I'm thinking small ashtray. No, it's and then big, I'm thinking it's big, big piece of poop, yeah. small ashtray. How do you rectify? First that? of all, it, the person who who manufactured these or designed them designed them for this because nobody needs an ashtray that big. If I'm no. the only one smoking in it, why do I need an ashtray? That How many big? cigarettes? Yeah. And I didn't work there forever, so I'm assuming those were, were once something else, and they just reused them as ashtrays. I doubt they made them for that. Well, you but see, these like, guys were creative. If the average piece of poo is X, right. we need Y to hold Z. So, yeah, so that, that would happen uh, all the time. Um, every time it's a new guy. It was like, you know, fresh meat. Someone coming in the door, they're going to be touching poop. And it's they're going to the be best. touching this guy's poop. So he you might he might be the guy training you, and everybody else is like, you'll be touching that guy's poop before the day's over. That's what's happening. Yeah, he's like, um, <laughs> it's very important that you wash these machines. If you have to use the bathroom, pause the machine, back it out. <laughs> if someone plays poo dollar with you, but uh, we've you're talked, not going to win, but I think you show promise. We've talked about this before. You know, our fathers, the idea of my dad and your dad, uh, who never knew each other, but sitting down and doing a <laughs> podcast with each other. It's just a different time. They wouldn't uh, do it. Yeah. They wouldn't share the way that people nowadays do. They wouldn't. My dad wouldn't have an Instagram account. Your dad wouldn't, wouldn't do be this. Making my videos. dad would start to be polite, and he'd be like, "This is not something I'm, you know, well, gonna do." I was talking to a buddy today, and I'm like, you know, my dad would have never made an Instagram account. He would have not made videos of himself doing things he liked. He would have not cared at all. And I say that he, he I mean, he wasn't around in the time that it was popular. But I just know enough about him. To know that just not his get down. He like that's not something he would be into. I was talking about this with my brothers today. We were talking on Marco Polo that Marco Polo app. Which you're like still a, you're still on that. Yeah, but just like pretty much for my brothers only. Um, 
I they were talking about like wanting to see the Star Wars movie, right? And so I said they're like, "Hey, I want to go see it. I'm excited or whatever." And I put, I went on there and I just said, "Same." And my brother Mark went on this big rant about like, oh, "I'm so if I hear one more person say same, because that's like a, I, I guess subconsciously I didn't realize it's like a trending thing. Like people, I have no idea. It's the first time like, hearing about like it. Like people will say like, "Ditto." Uh, it's like ditto, but a lot of people say same. Like, I'm so sick of, uh, was it Trump? Cause that's what everybody's talking about. Like, I'm so sick of Trump, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, same. Like, you'll say same. Honestly, I've not seen that in a thread on Facebook. I've not seen oh, it anywhere. So I, first time I thought it was there. fairly out there. So like people say same. I was, I was trying to just be efficient and say right. like, yeah, me too. And it hit a nerve with him. And he was like, sorry, man, he's got a teenage daughter. So he's like, I'm, he's around that language all the time. As am I. T- you are I have too. a teenager. So teenagers are just. Uh, My kid keeps uh, saying boomer to me. Okay, boomer. Yeah. And I go, I'm not. Yeah. A, I'm not a boomer yeah. though. In fact, we went and looked it up. I go, I'm not a boomer. Okay. I'm generation. <laughs> you realize how dad that is? Yeah. Let's Google boomer. Well, then Let's I Google boomer. Then he told me. I go, what do they call you? I go, what do they call you? And he goes, well, I'm Generation Z. They. He goes, don't don't say it to me, but they 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 would refer to me as a zoomer. I go. Now I'm going to be calling you Zoomer. Forever. Boomer's baby boomer. A baby, yeah, baby boomer is boomer, and then you're not a, a, baby a generation. At all. I'm not. Yes, yeah, so I'm I Generation X. He's Generation what's considered Generation Z, which is after millennials. So they no, call I'm like those, why I'm like, call I'm like those we have zoomers. our own micro thing from eighty to eighty four. Now it just came out. So oh yeah, me. yeah. I got my own. Good for you. Just because everyone wants to be, everyone wants to be special. Yeah. That's the new thing now. Like. It used to be like, hey, you were born in the 30s. Now it's like, I bet I want a name. <laughs> yeah, give me, yeah, name my decade, my era. What what are we? It's called the 30s. No, I want a cool name. Yeah. The three zeros. The, the depression you... era. I mean, what else do you need? Right. Yeah, Aren't but, they the but, greatest generation? They but, got their own. They got, they should shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know what? For people that are the, are, are the greatest and so known for being quiet and, and. I don't and, know if they're known for being quiet. Dude, they're known for like they're not Japanese people. Listen, I just watched a country music video the, I mean, some the other day born where the guy comes home from the war and he's like, "Thanks for your service out there." And he's like, "We did what we had to do." Like that's that angle. Mm. It's like none of us wanted to do it, but you would have done the same thing if you were there. That's that generation. You know, it's but I, but I, but I feel like nobody ever does talk about like you guys were the like the quiet and 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 they're my favorite. I want to go on record saying they're my favorite. However, uh. You each got a book deal. Like, you all wrote about it later. So let's not act like it was all quiet. Uh, yes. And oh, geez. You know, did, I just, did I just shit on Baby Boomers? You, you did. But because every They're time. They're my favorite, though. So I as soon as I heard you saying that, I thought of the beginning of every episode of Band of Brothers and the, the how these guys were crying about how this is the most. It'll rip your heart out if you watch it. You know, you, they do the, like, the, the, the best of all before. time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Take back what I just said. I was just trying to be funny. They're the best people of all time. <laughs> right. It's not even close. Yeah, except for when it comes to race and stuff like that. But, you know, well, yeah. well, it was a different there's, time. There's different us, time. and then there's them. Right. It was a different time. We're one, and they're close to. <laughs> right. Okay. Anyhow, <laughs> so your brother was irritated by the, or is irritated by the new lady. You have a teenager. He's got, mm. he's got a young teenager. And he was irritated by how these buzzwords catch on. Same. Boomer. Um... Kids say random all the time now. They'll go like, dude, I went to the lamp store. Does your do your children say that? Mine not, does. No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> my eight year old does. Oh, really? Yeah, but I'm like, you're not using the word correctly. But anyway, no, go, go mine on. are behind the curve. We isolate them a bit. Um like kids now will go like, so I went into this like lamp store and like there was all these random like lampshades everywhere and like random light bulbs. And I'll be like, 
Those are specifically there for a specific. There's, there's nothing like I go into this. I went to Dairy Queen. There's like random like cones and like random like bins of ice cream, and it's like nope. That's Isn't not that random. like being ironic for raining on your wedding day? Yeah, it's like rain on a rainy day, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's very much. It's just so he was sick of the buzzwords which I stumbled upon. I don't. I can't remember my initial point, but the thing is. A lot of these words now, which I was explaining to him, are every era has their own language. Like back in the day, people would be like, hey, man, give me, slap me some skin. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that was like, and then it was like, hey, give me five. And then it was like, like everyone's got their own. Well, that's the difference between black people that are cool and lily white people. Well, I thought that was clear. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, but, but, but in the 60s, people smoked grass. Then right. it was pot. Reefer. Then it was reefer. Yeah. So every generation has their own vernacular on slang and that's normal but the only reason this one is different now is because ours the kids now is based on efficiency of typing mm-hmm. right yeah so it used to be like like you said something was cool the next generation said oh that that's that's dope now mm-hmm. it's sick right everyone has their own thing but when someone types same it's because they read your long well thought out written diatribe on your phone like your Yelp review, right? Mm-hmm. Like they read your whole Yelp review, which is well written. They're driving in their car. They want to acknowledge it because it's rude to not acknowledge it, but they don't have time. So they're in their car looking at their phone. Or they have nothing to add. They're at a stop. It's like, like, yeah, you said it. So mm-hmm. they just go like or same. So I guess my point was a lot of the, the diction now and the slang is based on how long will this take me to type? When, when before it was like, yeah, we all have our own words for stuff. Cause you don't want to sound like your dad. You don't want to be a square, right? Right. Well, it's an old term, a square. You don't be a square, you be a loser. But but I, mean, I was like, I was like, because the argument was going on in this nature, and I was like, what do you think our parents thought when we were watching Beavis and Butthead in Wayne's World, and we were like, yeah, as if, and like monkeys might fly out of my butt, like squeeze my, me, my da- baking squeeze, powder, <laughs> baking powder. My dad was probably like, I hate all my kids so much. Yeah, for sure, for sure, he hated all of our guts for saying I mean, that. How about the just. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like doing the Beavis and Butthead. Like, there was a solid three years where every kid was like, <laughs> like, that's. I still laugh when I hear that. <laughs> it's super funny. It's funny to me. Beavis getting stuck in a pipe is classic. It's never yeah. going to not be funny to me. But, so every generation has their own slang, but this new one is different because it's based on how quickly can I type it? It's all acronyms and stuff. So that was just my point is like, like don't be so hard on the kids for using their dumb, dumb slang because that just makes you an old man. Get off my lawn. But just acknowledge that this new stuff is, is pretty soon. It's it, weak. Pretty soon. It will be all emojis and same memes. GIF gifts. I, uh, it's funny that you bring this up because oftentimes I have an idea of something I want to talk about, but I'm like, I don't know how we're going to, how we're going to parlay what you're talking about into this, but it it just seems like it transitions well sometimes or all the time for whatever reason. And I have this thing where I talked about it the other day, uh, a couple podcasts ago where I was saying like, here's the things that I find uh, quote unquote romantic, which is like typewriter type on a, on a white page or or, or brand new notebooks or a, a really badass pen. You know, something about the way that a pen writes on a white piece. This weird shit like that. I like completely sweeping up a pile of sawdust. When yeah. It's all, when it's all up and in the bag, I go, look at the floor. Yeah. It looks nice. I think uh, a lot of people who do jobs 
where there is no end in sight. Appreciate things like how I how I take pictures when I pack my groceries into a nice box because it's like here's something I have control over when the rest of the world I don't have control over. That has to be yeah, the reason. Yeah. So when you're saying like I have a job and it's cleaning up dust, there's a beginning and an end. And when the job is done, I finally get to go, okay, the job is done. I don't have to ever do that job again. It's small, done. A small victories, small endings. Sure. Um, but one of the things that I do, which is, I don't know who else does this, but I love to read movie scripts. And a lot of times I like to do it while I'm watching the movie. So for instance, um, I introduced my son to rounders the other day. I was like, Hey, you know, uh, we, we had watched American history X and I was like, you know what else is a good Ed Norton movie is rounders. I always like rounders. Some people don't. I do. Um, and as I was watching rounders, you know, you, you ever, when you tell someone else to watch something, let the man have his money and it's not in their wheelhouse per se. Yeah. You get angry when they stop paying close attention and they start looking at their phone. You're like, no, 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 you, you got to watch oh, it because dude, yeah. you love it so much. And you're like, you will love it too if you just would watch it and, and understand it the way I understand it. That's why I'll never let my wife watch Mr. Saturday Night because if she sits on it, it'll just it'll be too so much for this me. this happens to me all the time where my wife will say, hey, let's watch a movie. My and then wife. she starts looking at her phone and I'm like, are we watching this or not? It's the but worst. With my son, it's even worse because... I really want, I'm like, I want you to have this. Uh, he watched American History X and was like, completely watched the whole thing without ever looking away. He's like, dude, wow. it's probably one of my top five movies. Well, see, like Ed Norton couldn't dunk. <laughs> That's all I thought. He's like, that is a super, super thick swastika. How tall now, is Ed Norton? Mm, I don't know. I don't know, 5'10"? Like, have I been under the impression that he couldn't dunk this whole time, but actually he could? Like, is he a tall I dude? I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll let you go on. I'll look it up later. But um, anyway, so I was watching Rounders, and I've seen the movie a million times. But it's almost like when you hear a song, and you're singing the wrong lyric forever, and then someone's like, why are you saying, you know, sitting on the crock of the hay when it's clearly the dock of the bay? And you're like, oh, I never I never yeah. knew that. And now yeah. it changes your, you know. Yeah. That's a horrible example, because there's a ton of better ones. Excuse me but, while I kiss this guy. Yes. So as I'm reading through this, I'm going, you know, this movie is not that it's not written that well because it came at a time where like the playing poker was like the in niche thing to do. Yeah. No longer was driving around in a semi truck with an orangutan cool. Now we're in the yeah. era of playing high stakes underground well, poker. That was just slowing down in popularity. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> so what was interesting was, is the guy who wrote this movie if you go back and watch it now, listen for it. He uses so many stupid gangster-esque terms for the characters to use. And you have Matt Damon, who is a guy who, yes, he grew up uh, in New York. It looks like Manhattan. And he is uh, going to law school. But he is still talking like a, uh, not not a professional card player, but like a, uh, a a gangster card player. Like all the terms they use and and about card playing to each other. It's like if me and you were talking and we knew what the vernacular was and we're just having a conversation, I don't know that we would, we would talk about, you know, uh, uh, what do they call splattering the pot or, you know, we, yeah. you just wouldn't say that in real life. So there's like, this is what's being said in movies or people uh, know that that's a term, but you, who really uses those douchey? You sound like an asshole. You see, there's like colorful terms so that when you, when you write the movie, you use colorful terms to illustrate the fact that the, 
that the person knows this stuff, but then when you actually see it in real in real life, like you go, a real person doesn't need to but say there, all these terms to prove their worthiness. But there are people who do. That's like when you have um, when you have an Italian guy. He's like, "Oh, you have some manicotte." It's like, dude, you live in America. You yeah, live in America. Yeah. Like, like, like Mongo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's Mongo's like Mongo's delicious. It's like you don't need. Yeah, but my family, my family doesn't. We don't call it the. Uh, we no. don't call it sauce. What do they call it? Uh, um, uh, gravy. We call we, we call it oh, gravy. That's Shut super the fuck up. Come on, yeah. man. It's sauce. You know everybody calls it sauce. Let's... No, the old country. Well, we're not in the old country. Yeah, you better go but back there. With I feel shit. like they go so hard in the paint. If you so if you go back <laughs> and you, and you look at the script of this movie or you actually listen to it, you're like they're trying so hard to legitimize Matt Damon's character as a street tough, street wise card player, and it's like, but he lives in both of these worlds. Like Ed Norton's a dude who's supposed. To, they're both come from poor stock right they, they go to this expensive school because their dads work there yeah, that's yeah. how they're allowed to be there um but it just it, it took me out of the movie so then halfway through it i was like this this doesn't stand out for me anymore whoa and finally after all this time i was like rounders i'm, I'm checking it off my list didn't hold up it, it would have been in my top 100 for sure no kidding it ain't even there anymore not even close top 50 it would have been <laughs> no it would have been in my top 100 100 only though yeah and then ain't even gonna be, it's not it's, it's in my top 700 now. It's not, yeah. It, it took me that much out of it, and really what, what what hurt me was the fact that I was pushing so hard for someone else to love it like I did. I held on too tight. Got to hold hold on loosely. That's the, that's the, uh, so that's the theme of the story. Hold on loosely. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, not yeah. necessarily in song. You get okay. It, so. All right. Yeah, I, well, I wonder if, like, I wonder if the people that write the script don't always account for what is being conveyed via visual medium right like like you write this because you're like you're writing about a guy so you want him to say like splash in the pot or whatever term you came up with but when you watch it in a film a lot of that stuff is in is inferred or assumed well okay so in you know rounders I mean? so you don't need every word like it doesn't all have to be kevin smith sometimes it's stanley kubrick like you just see it in rounders though the matt damon character is speaking and then he also has a narrative he's telling the story on top of the movie Right. So yeah. he's explaining a situation while the movie's happening and then he is his character. So there's like this narr- narrator over, which is him. Yeah. He would not. Why would you say to another person, don't splash the pot? I'd be like, hey, dude, don't throw the chips on the goddamn table. I don't need to say splash the pot. So if we're already playing high stakes poker, I know that you know high stakes poker. You don't need to use poker specific terms, especially when you're you're acting against a guy who has the worst Russian, Russian accent, or and I think, I think they say that, arguably it's been said the worst accent ever done in a movie. Thank you for getting ever. around to that, because that's the only part of that whole movie that stands out. It's like, let the man have his money. <laughs> it's so bad. And he's, he's like untwisting his Oreos. Malkovich is an interesting actor as Why? far as like, you know, he does a lot. He takes a lot of weird... Roles. I think Why he's is good. he known for being this phenomenal actor? Every movie he talks very clearly and then gets loud. Like every like movie, Con Air. dude. Every movie he and he enunciates everything perfectly and then says it louder. And then they go, "Wow, what a great actor!" It's like so, really, I don't know. Well, let me ask you. I could say things loudly. I know. Watch, I'll do it. You, you could know? go look at probably the Wikipedia or, or whatever for rounders and it would tell you I'll tell you why bro. how Malkovich got attached to this vehicle. Obviously it was a it was a an independent film. Mm. So it's like you'll take who you can get and Malkovich is Malkovich is a yeah he's Did a pretty have any money behind that? He's a pretty big name. 
So you'll take you got John Turturro in this movie. Uh, you got you got Ed Norton. I mean, these you know people why are young, people, but... you know why people think he's a good actor? Who Malkovich? Yeah. Why? You know why? Because he played a slow guy. Oh, he played you know, a slow guy. Man. Yeah, he played Lemmy. So everyone's like, Lemmy. Wow. Lemmy's a, a metal a Lemmy's heavy metal from god. Lemmy's from Motorhead. <laughs> Lenny. <laughs> Can we just go Lenny? Yeah. All right. So he played Lenny. So everyone's just like, We're gonna wow. Get... Well, Billy Bob Thornton did the same thing. A ten times better. But hand sling blade. I don't think there's top twenty. I don't think bro. there's anything else that Billy Bob Thornton did that was that great, other than that. But he gets that pass now. He's good in a lot of other stuff he does, but it's not great. Name another Billy Bob Thornton beside um, Fargo, the the series he was good in. But I, didn't see I mean, the series. What's the movie where him and Bruce Willis are like Robin Banks? I no he's idea. asleep and he wakes up and he goes beavers and ducks. I don't that know. one he's good. At. <laughs> okay, sounds great. <laughs> that one he's good at. Um, uh, how about Angel and Jolie? He was in that. Uh, the the one where he's is it Tin Cup, where he's the uh, works with. Uh, That's Kevin Costner. No. Yep. Is it not Tin Cup? Uh, uh, Pushing Tin. That's what it's called. He was an it's airport, got, yeah, airport it's controller. It's got Cusack, her, and him. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he's good in other stuff, but he was so good in Sling Blade. Doesn't need to be good. So in stuff. anyway, back to Malkovich. He's so, a way better slow head than, than Malkovich. I bro. feel like Malkovich got he agreed to do this movie, you know, for 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 whatever, and he got the role. But it's an important part of the movie, so why not go with a a lesser known actor because you already have uh, some other big names in it, but that is actually Russian or someone who can pull off a Russian accent. I would and that's say why, like 98 percent of when the movie's done. Back out and redo all those scenes <laughs> with somebody who can sound remotely Russian. Well, what's funny dude, is, is, dude, Steve Carell. He was a Bosnian. Steve Carell sounded way better as a Russian in Despicable Me. <laughs> I was, I thought like you were going to say in Threat Level Midnight, in Office Space. His <laughs> occasional Russian accent. No, I'm sorry, The Office. No, but him in Despicable Me, dude. Yeah, way better accent than John Malkovich. My point is, so w- w- no matter what actor or actress it is. Why wouldn't you say, hey, part of this is going to be, let's hear how your accent is coming along at the audition, and then once you've had a little training, and then before we shoot, because it might be a wrap. We might just be like, nah, we can't yeah. do this. Cause We're just going to get a Russian. Wouldn't you not a agree bad actor. that Rounders is a cool movie? I'm not saying it's great. It's yeah. a cool movie. Oh, that's cool. But that is uncool. That's very uncool. Dude, he's untwisting his Oreos with a bad accent. <laughs> that, that is zero to do with the accent. That's I'm a just lot saying, like, to do with the accent. He is wearing a cool tracksuit. I have to give him that. Nah, dude. So anyway, nah. Rounders is now ruined for me. I would rather take the worst actor with a good Russian accent than, than oh, yeah, for sure. Billy Bob Malkovich <laughs> with that accent. Uh, so my, my, ultimately, my point is, is that my kid ruined another thing for me. By just the fact that he wouldn't love what I loved, but and then I realized that I didn't love it. So uh, there's some there's the clouds part in there. Like from the mouths of babes. Mm. Yes, that's good. I think that's our job. To, that's their job is to expose us a little bit. You know I, what I mean? Like you didn't try that with your dad. Like it's their job to go like, hey, my dad would be like, he always tried to like Andy Griffith. Like I'm, do I get it? I get why you appreciate it, but a lot of this is hot garbage. I'm trying to think. I know that probably westerns was the one thing where I was just like, I don't, I don't. I don't get it. I don't want to watch this. Real Bravo is good, but there's a lot of bad ones. They're all the same. I mean, I didn't. Yeah. I I don't mind uh, uh, Clint Eastwood, but uh, John Wayne. I, I I just can't get behind most John Wayne stuff. I just uh, it's not my thing. So no, but it was well, his he, thing. he didn't make Real Bravo. He's just part of it. We bought a car. Oh, that's a whole thing. That's okay. a whole thing. 
It's a whole I, thing for this week, or for I mean, no? It's a whole thing for this. It's okay. Fine. Uh, my uh, my lady decided that she was going to buy a car, and so then started. She decided I'm buying a car, my lady. So I have I have this is happening, and she earns her own money, so she could buy whatever she wants mm-hmm. in theory. Her buying a car, there was no stopping it. She wanted to buy a car. She decided without you. Now I needed to want this. I needed to shift into a mode where I was like, I have to try to have some say in which car she buys. I have to try to limit my liability, control Mm -hmm. the damage. Yeah. Uh, Which and that by that means is I need to I need to have an idea of what I'm what I'm comfortable spending, what I'm comfortable with her spending, and considering what she's going to use it for, and then try to keep her in that ballpark. Contain, secure, protect. I just told her, I said, listen, when you go to the dealership, this is the same thing that happens every time. She, the guy throws out a first price, and she goes, sold! I'll and take that, it. That, exactly, every time. Same Sounds thing. great. So I said, you cannot say the following terms. Sold, we'll take it. Uh, Those are good I have ones. no issue with that. Everything looks good. Any of that stuff. And so she agreed to do that. Don't, um, don't say that's lower than I thought. <laughs> she, but the interesting thing is that she, uh, she had, she had like, she has a Rav Four now, a two thousand two. It's nice. And it's nice. Went into the store saying like, oh, I want to check out the new Rav Fours, and immediately it was like, I'm considering that as a, a viable option. The other option was a Forerunner, which is twenty thousand dollars more than the Rav Four. Oh, I didn't know there was. Okay. Yeah, it's because it's it's bigger. It's 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 way. It's like on a truck frame. It's way. Bigger. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she had listed all the things that she needed to have in a new car to me. Here's 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 what I I have to have, which is like a remote start, leather seats, you know, all the bells Seat and whistles warmer? that you wanted. It's steering Seat wheel steel, steering wheel warmers. Uh, what? See, yeah, they actually hey. at ten and two it warms your hands and the steering wheel too. Dude. So all these things, that she, all these things she wanted. Does it telescope in and out? I don't know. Probably it's way more important. But it than has warm. Apple Play, and it like it immediately when you get in there, it knows who you are, and it moves the seat to you because your key. Dude, and- these these are things that like we don't want or need. But I just feel like she's walking in, going, "Hey, it has all this stuff that nobody gives Look, a shit about." I'm happy. Dri- I told the dealer because he was asking me. He's like, "Well, now we got her in a car. What about you?" And I'm like, "I'm gonna drive my car until the wheels come serious? off. Like I will. You could bury me in my car. I'm never buying another yeah. car. I don't care what you say." But he did the whole. Uh, it has so, Apple Play. You got to be, dude. So the the Rav Four met every single criteria that, she, and they had it there because she. I knew right away. She's oh. like, I'm leaving with a car. I'm leaving. Why? If they don't have. What's the just, rush? They, <laughs> you just don't understand. They don't sell a car tomorrow. Yeah, no, needed to have it today. What are the auto dealerships out of cars? So she suggested the Rav Four. The guy let her take a Rav Four. Oh, can I? Yeah, go ahead. Was this the first day she went car shopping? Yeah. Never went. We didn't go to one other place. <laughs> this is how. This is she how she wants a car. She dude, goes, this is I'm how. Gonna... This is how she house shops. This is dude, how she car. No. Sh- oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> she goes. I'm gonna go to this place and I'm gonna get a car today. Yes. Yeah. Why bother having more than one car dealership? I listen. Why I not just? I don't want one. Wanna, I hate where shopping. they go. This is what it costs. Eat, eat, eat it. Go I hate shopping, sand. and I understand. Here's the thing. I know she's going to buy a car. So, like I said. In my mind, it's like here's where I think is the ceiling of what I'm. Dude, what, what I won't have a heart attack if we spend. It, you money. Know, we have no car payments for. We haven't had car payments in five years. Yeah, but listen, you guys could have hired my father-in-law. You could have gave him. You could have paid him in roast beef sandwiches and double. 
baked potatoes. He would have gone to 14 different dealerships and pitted them against each other and got it for I $18. also found out later there's like apps on your phone that will tell you like you put in all the things you want and it tells you who has that same vehicle on the lot for the cheapest price. I just mean I like you, got, you gotta go to at least like okay say she likes Toyota you gotta go to at least two Toyotas and be like mm-hmm. well this guy's gonna give it to me for 30 Yeah you'd think that was the way it goes but that's not. So anyway, <laughs> this is why my wife bought a car without me being involved. She she brought it for home sure, and it was like, "Here, I got you a present." And I was like, "Wow, you bought me a car that's amazing." Well, I mean, we both had to pay. But like, <laughs> she bought me a car. To be fair, she did make the payments, but I think she knew so much. Like, I didn't want to be involved in the process. That she was like, "Me and my dad did all the legwork." It was like before there were apps. Really, it was like we were the app. We went out and we did all the legwork. This is the car. She's like, you don't give a shit about X, Y, Z. And I was like, no, I don't. I I was never a cheap person until when we were young in our marriage. She was, uh, you know, we were always on these budgets, like the Suze Orman budget. And she was very conscientious about budgets. Smart. And as we got older and we started, you know, we started making more money. It was just like she just threw the caution to the wind. It was like, hey, we have money. So whatever. Like, I'm never going to be worried about it. And I'm not that person. See, I never had to worry about it because she used to worry about it. When she stopped worrying about it, I was like, "We can't. You can't have a situation no, where nobody's worried worry about it." And I can't be the one to worry because I don't do any of the books. You can't both be frivolous. So I'm worried about it, yet I have no control. And I told you, I download the my credit card app sometimes to see what we're doing, how, what you know, what's going on with the credit cards. I don't dare look. It, it makes me sick to my stomach. I can't handle it. And it's not just her; it's me too. It's just I can't handle it. So in the this Chinese situation, alone, dude. You know, we're, I tell her, hey, listen, you don't you don't go with the undercoating. You could buy that in a rattle can. You don't need to 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 have them undercoat or you know the once a year where they where they, they they fix your leather seats or any of this BS. Dude, there's so much dumb stuff. She takes it all though. She every single thing. It's just it's nonstop. She treats car dealerships like they're restaurants. Well, this she guy has all their appetizers. This guy could tell right away that I was not interested in the in the uh, the Forerunner. But I wasn't giving him any the say the, the 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 salesman. I wasn't giving any flack when it came to the Rav Four. So he he knew enough to go like, hey, this is the path of least resistance. If I want to sell a car today, I know this woman's going to buy a car. They're open. The to Forerunner the, the is going to be where they're arguing. This one they ain't arguing. I could sell them the complete loaded for the Rav Four. He I stopped listening at heated steering wheel. <laughs> So he shut me down. Like, he kept physically turning his body away from me and blading, like, toward me. Like, I'm, I'm, cause I kept just, he was, he, like, you're not aware about it. Well, he brought language. up the undercoating and, uh, he was trying to sell her on it. And he goes, listen, I'll be honest with you. I have a RAV4 myself and I got the undercoating. And I, and I actually asked my wife, I, I looked at him and I said, congratulations for you. That has zero to do with me. I don't need the undercoating. I don't care yeah. if you have it. Excellent for you. That's a made up term. And you I also told my wife, he doesn't have a RAV4. The guy probably drives a, a you know, uh, I don't know, a, a Chevette. A uh, Subaru? Who, who even yeah. knows? Yeah. I, and she's like, well, no. I mean, he works here and um, he loves the product. Like, he tells you that's what his job is. Yeah. Th- this is this is how the- uh, When I worked at Whole Foods, I touted organic food all the time, buddy. She- that's, Let me tell you something. My, my wife and, and 99%, I feel like I'm- woke in this situation and maybe I'm completely mm. off and people are going to say, no, you're the idiot. These kids in their terms. But I will tell you this. In my opinion, 99% of the general public doesn't understand that they, too, just like this guy, everyone's a salesman. A teacher's a salesman. Their job is to convince people and sell kids to buy education. 
Yeah. And if you are a, you know, whatever you are, you're always a politician or a car salesman or whatever. You're always trying to sell someone on whatever it is you uh, have and whether it be actually selling or convincing people. Mm-hmm. And I go, and these people are the biggest succubuses when it comes to this. You're a car salesman, a shoe salesman like Al Bundy. Yeah. You like are make a, your like make your joke when you when your job is about making uh up ups, upselling no different than a waiter you know hey i want you to you know what else looks good would you want an appetizer do you guys want a dessert let me get you another beer as the price of the, get the whole meal beers. goes up yeah. you base you're supposed to base your tip on the entire value yeah. of the meal the undercoating matters not to you it matters to him right and because yeah everything he adds up goes to his commission right. and so they were driving, and I, you're not on Snapchat, but I was Snapchatting. I was in the back seat, and I kept Snapchatting these conversations she was having with this guy. And at one point, I said, he doesn't give a shit about where you live, <laughs> about the story you're telling about, you know, what, whatever. And he actually turned and goes, I, I actually do care. And I'm thinking, listen, buddy, no, you don't. No, you don't. And uh, that's an impasse because he's never going to admit he doesn't care. Yeah, well, whatever. I it just it, it angered me because I wanted to. I wanted him to know I'm not eating. Buddy, I care about your wife and where she grew <laughs> yeah, up. Are you right. fucking kidding yeah, right. me? Nobody yeah. cares. Yeah. I don't care. You're like, dude. That's I what I told care. him. Yeah. I said I don't care. He was. She was talking about <laughs> exactly. my children, and I go, I don't. This is uninteresting to me. Yeah. yeah. This guy's 22 years old. Bring home and they suck. This, this salesman's 22 years old. Has almost zero life experience. Except for this, because he probably came up in a whole family of car sales. He's like, listen, I've been driving a RAV4 for 30 years. <laughs> I've been driving a RAV4 since I got my license six yeah. months ago. No, I mean, like, before I was born, RAV4s are a thing. I got a tattoo I want to show you later. I don't, me personally, don't want to ever buy anything again. Um, and, and I also don't want it to be part of anybody else buying anything ever. I don't want to treat myself. She deserves to be treated. She works hard. It's her money. She can she buy does. whatever she wants. She does. But... I still told her right away. I was like, well, you got a car. Then we, we're not getting a pool now. So the pool's off the table. And she's like, I buy my own pool. I don't need you to buy the pool. It's like that, huh? It is. It always wow. has been. Okay. But I, I at least convinced her to push, in my opinion, I convinced her to push the pool off for another year. We'll see what happens. But yeah, she's like, I, not until it stops I, snowing. I've been wanting to finish the basement forever. But then I have this other part of me that goes like, uh, I don't want someone in my basement. Seeing what I have, which is nothing, but I, I don't want people yeah, in my that's house. A whole, that's a whole nother. And then, you know, she's telling me, I was telling her to sell her, current, or trade her have, current car in. It's my old man who never <laughs> let me, if we were kids, we couldn't, what I have. we couldn't leave the garage door open because a bad guy might drive past our house and see something in our garage that yeah. they liked and come no, back I for get it. it. It's just so, it's so funny to me. So th- my dad grew up in the city. In South Shore, so he was of you know he yeah, was of this mentality. Yeah. Like if somebody sees, they're gonna take. Don't show. And they just, they just you know that's what it is. No, I, but it's not like it doesn't make sense. She just cracks me up. We had this argument where she was like, "Oh, I'm paying a guy that I found on Facebook to come and detail our car or her other Rav4," and she goes, "Because I wanted to spruce it up." And I said, uh, "When's he gonna do that?" And she goes, "Well, he 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 actually comes to the house." And I go, "Well, where's he gonna do this at?" And she goes, "Well, he could just he'll just do it in your garage." I go, "Nah, that ain't happening." This person's not coming in my garage. Do it in the driveway. Yeah. And so I said, I will put an extension cord leading out of the garage into the driveway, and he could plug into that. And she goes, well, what if it's cold? I'll feel bad if it's cold out. I go, he wants to make that money. Tell him that's shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, bring a heat tent. I don't give a shit. And then I said, take the garage door opener out of the car. Wear take, a park. Take the vehicle registration out of the car. Any Anything that has our names on it. Anything you, that, but you are like... 
you understand, like, you're pushing the edges of reason. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> but, I mean, you get that. Here's here here's the thing that I think... Like, you get a guy who's not in a detailing business to make an extra 50 bucks an hour to come detail your car and 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 memorize your registration numbers. He could take a picture. Didn't you see the uh, Bruce Willis version of... Uh, okay, replace memorize and take a picture. <laughs> Now, you see now the, is it still Death Wish with Bruce Willis? Of course. It's okay. Great. Well, then you know. The guy took a picture of the GPS so they knew where the people lived. Died and came back. So ultimately, I feel like as far as a healthy marriage for me, all the only thing I ask is that you you consider my neuroses. That's it. I don't ask for anything else. If you make me dinner, that's nice. If you, I don't want a new car. I, I've been wearing the my... same shoes that are falling apart forever. All I say is, if you know that something gives me major anxiety, my world is anxiety. All I ask you to do is just be considerate of my anxiety. If you're going to have somebody come over how, and detail, how considerate. If you're going to have somebody come over and detail the car, you should say, "Hey, I found a guy uh, that's going to detail the car, and I know you don't want him in the garage. So what's even better is I'm just going to run an extension cord out there because you know what? We don't need this. We don't need this asshole it's in not, the garage, listen, right? Someone that considerate could not put up with you." Yeah, well... It takes a certain type to deal with a certain type. Yeah, which is her just blowing me off and going, I'm not doing that. And me just suffering in if silence or not silence. she all your suffering, she'd, just be some of it. she'd be neurotic too. Some and- of it. She doesn't like to... She will not drive on the expressway. She refuses. She's had to what? do it in a couple... She will not do it. Makes her uncomfortable. She doesn't like merging. She doesn't like... It's just too hectic for her. Jesus. So I have to drive anytime we go to the city. Mine doesn't anytime- love it either. And I just do it because I know that it, it gives her anxiety. However, when we go to the city, I say this. If I park the car in a parking garage, that's where it's going to stay until we leave the city. She will want to go to the north side of the city, park in a parking garage, and pay $30. And then yeah. say, hey, let's go to the west side. I know there's a restaurant over there. There's another parking garage. We can pay. And I go, we've already paid the 25 so we can just eat in whatever area is right here. Yeah. And then she'll say instead, well, if that's a big deal, let's just take the train. And now I'm like, well, then I got to be stuck on the train with a bunch of people that I don't know who they are. I don't know what their motives are. And I can't leave when I want to. I have to wait for a train to determine when I can and can't go. I have to be able to get up and walk away at any given time. When you turn into a shunning, we're all going to salute you. (laughs) We're all going to be like, today was the day. We're not surprised, but damn it, we respect it. I think a lot of people share the sentiment. I think so, But they're afraid. They know how crazy it sounds. And when I say it, yeah. I hear how crazy it sounds. Right. But I feel like everybody has those weird things about themselves and you have to accept it. Aren't but, you jealous of the aloof people that are just like, nothing will happen to me and they just, just no, they you just lumber through life? You know why? Because I'm like, those are the suckers. Those are the people who pay Nigerian princes and are just like, I don't understand. He was a Nigerian yeah, prince. Look how many of them just like, just like tumble through the 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 chaos no. that is life i guess un- unabated i envy the no stress lifestyle but i i'm not envious of the fact i'm not a sucker in the game like you're the I, third I'm, little pig. I'm a winner you're the third little pig making his house out of bricks yeah but like what if that wolf comes by and just doesn't stop at that second house that happens a lot of time and his hay house is fine yeah but I, those I guys still are the true peace of mind for, yeah you're right but my peace of mind is the most important thing to yeah. me uh, more important than, like I said, eating a fancy meal. I, I'll, I'll eat a sa- I'll eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for dinner rather than spend the money. Without sides, I don't need sides. You yeah, know, every you, time you when my wife makes dinner, 
She's got a potato. She's got uh, vegetables. When I make dinner, it's, a, it's called a balanced meal. She's meals. like, "Oh, hey, what do you think about chicken nuggets?" Or just heat up some chicken nuggets, yeah. and that to me means I'm just heating up chicken nuggets. No right. fries, no no applesauce, no nothing. Right. <laughs> I'm just like I will eat. I will fill myself up on chicken nuggets. I, okay. I don't know if that's a normally a dude thing, where it's like I don't consider. See, the problem is, is I can't time out side dishes. And I, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't balance that, all that. <laughs> yeah. But here's There's the thing. a lot to consider when in, it comes to balance meal. And, and not to toot my own horn, but in my, <laughs> in my professional life, I spin a lot of plates yeah. all the time successfully. Yeah. Yeah. But when I'm not in my professional life, when I transform back into this guy, the, you know, the Larry David, I, I don't want, I don't want to have to. You, you That's try- the thing. If I could sit, I had a day off yesterday, um, uh, Monday. And I had the house to myself. I I shampooed the carpets, and I read a book for the entire day wow. by myself with the quiet, no one around. I read. A, I had noise canceling headphones on, even though no one was in the house. And it, like the sounds of like a, <laughs> a white white noise, noise, the white noise, and reading a book just, just because left I, your shampooer on. No, I was just like I want to almost be like I'm in the womb. That's comfortable for me. I'm in a safe spot. No other nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Is that crazy? I mean, some yeah, people would say, "Hey, course. I had the day off, so I went I went around and did a bunch of chores that needed to get done and I uh, also did run a bunch of errands." No, I was like, "I'm not going to do anything except for sit here. I I I'm trying to read this book. I'm dedicated to finishing this book. So that's what's going to happen." I think it's not crazy. Like I think there's many times when I was like like I've had this book. I was so excited to get Dan Carlin has a new book called The End Is Always Near. And I was so excited when it came in the mail. And I'm like 30 pages in. I just can't. I go, I go. cool, now's your time to sit down and read it. Something else just, I just can't do it. So, like, I'm, I'm envious that you're able at least to sit down and focus. I have to force myself. I mean, all the other factors do make you a crazy person that led to that. But, like, <laughs> at least you got it done. Well, the thing is, is I get so obsessive. Like, where, I'll, like, all of a sudden, like, all my energy is focused here. And then I want nothing to do with that thing anymore. You don't have the guilt of and the I'm, neglected I'm, things? No. I, well, because once I'm done, I'm done with it. I might go back to it. You know, like I said, my guitars can sit there for right, eight right, weeks right. and not get touched. And then for three nights in a row, I'm playing for four hours nonstop. Headphones on, Still don't know playing with notes. music. Huh? Still no. don't know your notes. No. Crazy. No. Don't. Yeah. yeah so, we got, we've got a lot to, to work with here. But that's just not the way my brain works. And, and <laughs> that's not a positive thing. You know, I, I get crazy about putting sticker. I, I sticker this entire table, and then I'm like, okay, well... That's the done. table leg's broken, so what am I to throw this table in the garbage? Yeah, but you know what, though? But you get things done. I don't know. Do I? Yeah, I think you do. I still haven't written a theme song. Well, I can't uh, do it. Our listeners have to step up at some I've point. been talking about launching a secondary podcast for a year and a half. Haven't done it. Well, you get a lot. I mean, you get... I mean... Thanks. If if, Thanks. if stickering the table is getting something done, that counts. I Which get a lot a done. Table. if it. When it comes to drinking coffee, I get a lot done. If that's your goal, you're killing it. Yes, for sure. Yeah, no, I think I think you're doing well. All right, well, that's episode 233 of the Hammer Man podcast. We will see you next time later.
machine. It's not cool.